You are now listening to the Photography Enthusiast Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Photography Enthusiast Podcast. As always, I am your host, Daniel Lee, or Photos by DOE. Today, we're just going to be going discussing my year of 2022 in photography terms mostly. And if I achieved the goals I'd set photography wise last or the start of this year or last year, and what goals I want to set for next year as well. So, as always, we'll start off with some personal updates. So, still no more shooting, bit of a mix of reasons, mainly one due to Pokemon, still been playing that a lot, been trying to, you know, just relax. I'm back in the office now two days a week, which is as horrible as it sounds. I know some people don't even get to work from home, so it's a bit, you know, rude. But when I've been working from home for two plus years, you know, and, you know, doing the exact same job that I've been doing from home with better compared to in the office, it's annoying, you know. As you may know, I take my fitness, I'm quite into my fitness. So by going to the office, I'm usually too exhausted by the time I get back to actually do my second workout. I've been having to get up at like 5.30, 5.45 on those office days to be able to fit in the workout as well, which is annoying. And I don't feel like I can really take the time that I can on a normal day. We have to be, you know, at the office by, say, start by like 7.30. So it's quite early, obviously. Otherwise, you know, sunset here is now 8 p.m. So keep in mind that sunset. Once blue hour hits, it's maybe like 8.30, 8.45. And I usually sleep about recently, thankfully, since, you know, my wife, even though my wife came back a little bit later, but I usually try and sleep about 9.15 to 9.30. So if I actually stay out for blue hour, I wouldn't even make it home at the time I usually sleep. So because of that, you know, I choose sleep generally always over that. So I haven't been really been shooting either. Aside from that, still haven't sold the Sigma 56mm either. I'm still pretty set on selling it, mainly because, you know, I had come to the point where I didn't want to double up on my gear. So because I have, you know, this 85mm DN art, I didn't really want to keep the Sigma 56 as well, because, you know, pretty much 85 millimeter equivalent, pretty much. Only issue is, you know, I'm just trying not to buy or sell gear. I don't want to sell something and have to buy it back again. So that's why I'm just sort of holding on to it. And we've booked our Japan trip for March as well. So I have to sort of decide what gear I want to bring, which makes it even more tricky. So I'm just, you know, carefully taking my time. Ideally, I'd love to have something on Fuji that is different to what's on my, you know, Sony lineup. The macro lens options price-wise and size, every kind of wise, don't really interest me that much. Otherwise, I'd really love a Fuji macro lens, but I'll have to see what I do from now. And who knows, maybe they'll release, Sigma will release a Fuji macro lens. So that could work out really well for me. Otherwise, speaking of macro, I did some product shots for my wife the other day for some of her stuff. And it made me realize how much I need like a tele macro lens. The, I was using the 85mm because I do like the telephoto look more. But in all honesty, the 85mm DNR at its absolute minimum focusing distance, I, I can't quite tell. I do think the sharpness isn't as good as, you know, a little bit further back. But also you have to remember the depth of field is razor thin. Even at like f5.6, f8, it's still a very small depth of field. So that creates a bit of an issue, you know, because of that. That's where I sort of really miss having that macro lens. That 105mm macro lens from Sigma is the best option. It's regularly on sale as well for about $800, $900, which is honestly quite cheap, you know. But 
I just have, you know, haven't really wanted to buy it. I'm quite broke still. And, you know, Japan coming up, I'm just trying to be very, very conscious with how I spend my money, which I honestly needed, you know, a long time ago. Some may say buying used is an option, but number one for me, it's not. Number two, it's still spending money, which I am trying not to do. You know, I'm very, very careful. I'm really liking my anti-gas that I've had since swapping the Sony. Plus, I haven't been using my camera much, so I don't can't really justify in spending that money. Maybe next year, I might congratulate myself if I do achieve something and I want to get it. But otherwise, for now, yeah, don't really think it's going to happen. So that's pretty much it for personal updates. What we'll do is we'll hop over to the news. So TT Artisan has announced the release of a 35mm f0.95 lens for APS-C cameras. So this is a fully manual lens and it has seven elements in five groups, a minimum focusing distance of 35cm, otherwise known as 1.2 feet, has 10 bladed aperture and a range of f0.95 to f16, a full metal design and a clickable aperture, its size varies per mount, but weight ranges generally from 247 to 267 grams, which is 8.7 to 9.4 Oz. The Canon EOS M, Canon RF, and Fujifilm X, L, and Nikon Z and Sony E mounts is what mounts it's going to be available in, and it's going to cost 199 USD. Not really the lens for me, you know, a 35 millimeter lens f 0.95 would be nice, but Fully manual, I could technically use this on Fuji, but I have my 33mm. I like autofocus. That lens is really great for me when I do use it. So yeah, this is a no for me, pretty much. Next up, TD Artisan as well has announced a 50mm f1.4 tilt lens. So this lens was originally released for Sony E and Leica L mounts two months ago and is now available for Fujifilm X, Canon RF, and Nikon Z mounts. It is designed for both full-frame and APS-C cameras. It has a 75mm equivalent focal length, you know, full frame terms. It has seven elements in six groups, manual focus only. It has a minimum focusing distance of 50 centimeters, otherwise 19.7 inches, 12 bladed aperture. The lens provides eight degrees of tilt and can be rotated 90 degrees, which allows photographers to change the perspective of images to produce what T.D. Allison describes as a Lilput look. So Lilput describes the tiny people from the novel Gulliver's Travels and aptly describes how dramatic tilts on the lens make objects appear much smaller. Um, I swear I could make a joke about this, but you know, relating to a man certain parts, you know, you use this lens, it's not that small, I guarantee it's the tilt. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that, you know, keep the clean rating, but otherwise it's the same as a normal 50mm when the tilt is used. So the excuses won't work there. Otherwise, this lens is available for 199. Once again, I've never actually used, I've never used a tilt shift lens, never even seen one in person. This one's obviously just a tilt, not a shift as well. Otherwise, I do think it could be quite interesting. I personally would like a longer focal length. I could imagine it being really interesting. You had like a 200, 400 millimeter lens with that. You could really create something different looking. But otherwise, you know, this is a $200 lens. If you bought this just to experiment, it's not like really that expensive honestly could buy it use it for a bit get rid of it if you don't like it otherwise you could rent it as well renting's an option where you live it would be something fun something different but yeah next up these are the most camera popular camera cameras and brands according to shotkit survey so regarding this survey a thousand photographers were surveyed for this for context of how the survey was done 
ShockKit says all submissions were made using JotForm. The link was shared across non-brand specific Facebook groups, ShockKit email subscribers, and ShockKit Facebook accounts. ShockKit says it was careful to select neutral photography groups to minimize the chances of skewing the results in one direction or another. Now, obviously, a thousand people, it's a decent sample size, but considering the amount of people that, you know, do photography, if you look at our photography, for example, 4 million users, this is only a thousand people. So pretty much take it with a massive grain of salt. Not to mention it is Facebook. No offense if you use Facebook, but you know, certain certain people use it, certain people don't. You know, this is what I've seen for statistics. Even for me, I'm old. I use old people stuff. Young people will only use from what I read, like Twitter and I don't know, Twitter, TikTok and Snapchat. You know, older people use Facebook, people in the middle, Instagram, Twitter, that kind of stuff. So it's a bit, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> don't want to offend anyone, but yeah, I, I wouldn't take this with a grain of salt. But anyway, it's some, it's news, you know, there hasn't been many releases recently. So this is something at least. So in terms of the usage, so I'm going to cover professionals first. So for professionals, 63% use a mirrorless camera. 36% use a DSLR camera and 1% use both at the same time. Now, all of those, 31% use Nikon, 28% Canon, 20% for Sony, 12% Fuji, 2% DJI, 2% Panasonic, and then Leica, Olympus, Hasselblad, Sigma, and other all use 1%. Now, when it comes to what model of camera do professionals use the most, the top one is the Sony A7 Mark III, followed by the R6 at 5%, Nikon D750 at 5%, the Canon R and X-T3, Nikon Z62, Canon 5D Mark IV, Canon 60, Canon A7 IV all at 3%, and the 5D Mark III at 2%. Now, in terms of why do professionals use a mirrorless camera, 20% use it because it's smaller or lighter camera body, 17% say it has better autofocus, 12% say silent shooting, 12% 12% say image body in-body image stabilization, so IBIS. 10% prefer using an EVF. 7% say it's better for video. 6% say lens selection. And 5% say faster frame rate along with better value and no shake from mirror movement. In terms of why professionals use a DSLR, the number one reason is lens selection. Uh, number two is at 23%, sorry, 19% say switching to mirrorless is too expensive. say both that it's more robust and durable body body, along with having better battery life. 12% say it's cheaper than mirrorless alternatives. 8% it's better ergonomics. 6% prefer using an OVF. 3% say EVF limitations of mirrorless camera. I don't even know what that is. 2% say no sensor exposure when changing lenses. In terms of the amateurs, so... 54% 54% are using mirrorless, 46% are using DSLRs. When it comes to which brand of camera do amateurs use the most, I'm not going to list a percentage, but I'll list a few. So Canon 27, Nikon 25, Sony 16, Fuji 15, Olympus 7, and then Panasonic, followed by Leica, followed by Pentax, DJI, GoPro, and other. And in terms of what model, model cameras do amateurs use the most, the Fujifilm X-T3, surprisingly, is number one at 4%. Followed by the Sony A7 Mark III, Nikon D850, D750, D7100, then the 5D Mark IV from Canon, the 6D Mark II from Canon, the Canon R5, Fujifilm X-T4, and Canon EOS R6. I think one thing that is very interesting noting about that, if you look at amateurs, it's the older bodies that are more commonly used, like the R5, the X-T4, and the R6, they're all fairly newer. 
Obviously, R5 is the latest R5 model. XT4 has been replaced by the XT5, which is just very recent, which is understandable. Same for the Canon R6, just recently released. So I think I remember somewhere someone mentioned in the survey that technically with amateurs, you know, they tend to go for DSLRs more just because they're much cheaper, especially in the used market, you know, because they don't have much value anymore, my opinion. So that's why they tend to go for them. In terms of why do amateurs use a mirrorless camera? So 29% say smaller LiDAR, 13% say IBIS, then 11 prefer using an EVF, 9% better autofocus, silent shooting, no shake or mirror movement, lens selection, better value than DSLR alternative, and frame faster frame rate, and better for video. In terms of why do amateurs use a DSLR camera? Number one, 10% at, well, I don't even know why this is number one, but cheaper than mirrorless alternative, 10% say that, 20% say mirrorless, switching to mirrorless is too expensive. So I guess they're all sort of related. No sensor exposure when changing lenses. Technically, with a lot of mirrorless cameras, from Canon at least, and Sony, the shutter does close when you change, so there's no sensor exposure there either. So that one, you know, does depend on the model. There's also the better battery life, lens selection, more robust durable body, better ergonomics, and prefer using an OVF. So if you go to their websites, there'll be more stats in detail, so you can check it all out, see if you agree or disagree. For me, I feel like doing something like this on Reddit would get you much better results, especially with the amount of users you have on Reddit, like our photography. For me, it's a very small user pool. They did use like non-brand specific groups, but at the same time, it's still such a small group. So yeah. Otherwise, next up is the main topic. So like, you know, previous years, I will be doing a review of the previous year. So with the release schedule, this will be coming live on the 14th. I technically could have done this on the 28th, but I'd be recording it like on Christmas weekend, which is, you know, obviously very difficult. So I figured this year I was going to take a break. So today, day of release, I'm obviously not recording on this day, but this released on the 13th or the 14th of December. And this will be my last episode ever for 2022, that is. In 2023, I'll probably be back either with an episode on maybe the 10th or the 17th. I haven't quite decided yet. We'll see how we feel. Most likely 17th, I'd say, taking a little break over the holiday period. Otherwise, you know, if we look at it in general, aside from my wedding, that was probably the one highlight for the whole year for me, to be honest. 2020 hasn't been that great. You know, a lot of people, they had, 2020 was a horrible year for them and things started to get better after. Whereas for me, 2020 was a worse, uh, 2022 was a worse year and 2020 was a really great year for me. This year is just, obviously, aside getting engaged and married. If you got rid of that, I'd say it's probably a pretty bad year. But, you know, I had my struggles, had stuff going on, that kind of stuff. Don't really want to get into it on a public photography podcast. But yeah, it hasn't been great. One highlight of the year that's non-photography I'd like to mention is I was listening to my episode from the last year and I mentioned how I went from 78 to 85 kilos. Honestly, that 85 kilos wasn't like it was pure muscle. There was quite a bit of fat, which I did note in there. This year, I managed to get down to about 78 kilos, even a little bit lower but I've managed to stick around 80 kilos. Ideally, I don't want to be that low. I would love to go back up to 85 of more muscle, but I just don't want too much fat. I have reduced my fat quite a bit, but you know, it's an ongoing struggle, especially with my diet. I've learned that, you know, weekends are my pain point. I tend to go out eating with my wife. We always, we love our dessert, but I don't really exercise. So I find that even though I lose weight during the week, I tend to put it on a little bit on the weekend. So it's like a plateau. So that's where I really need to start controlling myself. But, you know, 
all in moderation. It's good to have a little bit of a break. Otherwise, what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to go over what some goals and all that kind of stuff was from last year and compare it, you know, to this year and where I'm at this year. So in terms of gear, last year I started off purely Team Canon. I had the M50 Mark II, the R6, all Canon, but now I'm ending it with Fuji and Sony. So the gear that I sold last year, so in terms of Canon, which is pretty much everything, I sold the M50 Mark II, the 22mm f2, the 32mm f1.4, and the Sigma 56mm f1.4, along with the kit lenses, which I never even used, but either way, I sold that off. Then I sold my R6, the RF16mm, RF35, RF50, RF85, and RF80, a 100-400, so quite a lot. And what did I... I technically sold a Fuji 23mm once I swapped to Fuji, but I did buy the Fuji 23, the Fuji 27, which was sold later on because I had that for a week and I hated it. And I also bought, let's see, what else did I get? The Sigma 56, the Sony A7 Mark IV, the 35GM, 85mm art, and the FE16, the 35mm F4G. So a lot. A lot of gear has moved throughout the year. Ideally, I don't want to that to be like that next year so many years i've made the sort of goal of not buying gear i'm not even going to waste my time saying it this year i'm going to buy something next year i can almost guarantee it although maybe now that i'm guaranteeing i'm going to buy something i actually won't buy it hopefully it's like some reverse psychology there kind of thing but either way you know i'm really happy with my gear that 56 its days may be limited i do want to replace it with something but i just don't know what it's going to be where it's going to be a small like 85 millimeter for travel or it's going to be something else for the Fuji mount. No clue at all. Really need to take my time and decide. Otherwise, in terms of goals. So my goals, you know, photography goals last year and if I followed them. So the first one was shoot consistently. Did not achieve. I would say throughout most of the year, I did shoot quite a bit. I had my periods where I didn't shoot much and then shoot a lot and didn't shoot much. Especially towards the end of the year, I, I barely shot all of November. I think even October didn't really shoot too much. When I got first got my Sony, that's when I started to shoot a lot. But, you know, because it was towards the end of daylight savings, or so, it's not so much end of daylight savings, but the end of when, you know, daylight savings was about to start, I didn't get to shoot as much as I want because, you know, I hate the sun. Like even looking through my photos, most of them are back from September. I've barely taken, I've only taken like, you know, very, very few images in October you know, like a handful of ones. So clearly, you know, one or two in November as well. That's it. Yeah, not very good in terms of shooting consistently. I don't know whether next year, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that anyway later. Um, One of my other goal was to keep doing Macro Mondays and pick up another one, like either Smile on like Crazy Tuesdays, Smile on Saturday, whatever, Flicker Fridays. Did not do that one either. The more I did the Macro Mondays, I did find that I was limited because I didn't have a macro lens. I had the you know, the RF 35 and 85, they're like half macro. They're not full one-to-one. And 85 millimeter being a half macro, so the reproduction isn't as good. And that focal length made it a bit harder to do, like really close-up images that I wanted to do, which wasn't easy. So that's my excuse there at least. But I don't know if I'm going to do that again. But yeah, that's that. Continuing the podcast. So I did continue. I didn't quit it. Aside from when I did the wedding, when I, you know, got married and I was overseas, so I couldn't, along with when I was sick and I could barely talk. And I've had a lot of asthma health issues in the second half of this year. Another reason why I'm not too fond on this year. I've mostly been consistent with it. Next year, 
I, I like I keep saying I always contemplate whether I'm going to keep doing this, but I think once I can get a new job, be a bit happier, that kind of stuff, uh, my mental space will be a lot better and I'll have more energy to do this and photography and everything. But I, I will be back. I think this break over the Christmas time will let me recharge, let me miss everything and I can get back into it more. But otherwise, yeah. I did continue a podcast, so that one was good. I was, Even though I did miss like a two, three or two episodes, I continued it, so achieved. Now, this last one will make you laugh. The only new gear I was meant to buy in 2022 was an 85mm and 105mm, which is a massive fail. I bought a ton of gear. As you heard me read out what ones I bought, absolute massive fail. So I won't even be bothered even trying to dispute, deny anything. Fail, fail, fail. So my when it comes to goals for next year, so pretty much very similar to last year is what I want to do. So I want to be more consistent with my shooting, maybe even schedule something and really tell stories with my images. Now, what I mean by that is I was thinking of doing like a 52 week project again. So that way I, you know, have to shoot every week. Sometimes that kind of stuff can make it feel like a chore and obligation, but at the same time, it does keep you shooting. Like, you know, some of these groups, when I wanted to do photos for the groups, they had tasks I didn't like, like shoot JPEG only, which, you know, I really dislike. Or, you know, this kind of lens, that kind of stuff, stuff I don't own, stuff I didn't do. And when it comes to telling story, I would love to be able to take photos each week of something happening in my life. So, for example, say I got a new job, my photo would be something related to a new job. Whereas, or say I got... You know, like a new lens will be about new lens. I achieved something, it will be about that. I went to a new place, my photo would be me at that place. Like I want to be able to tell stories in that regard. So that's where my sort of challenge comes in. In this next few weeks of 2022, I can really sort of think over that and figure out how I'm going to do it. Whether it's a 52-week project, whether it's, you know, following some other group, photography group that people do this kind of stuff. I will have to figure it out and see how I go. Next up, I want to experiment a bit more with my editing and with lighting. So as you know, I probably, I like to do some products still life, but I feel like my lighting isn't that great. I can manipulate natural light well to take product shots and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to using artificial, I'm still not great. And my editing, I feel like could be quite improved as well, especially for product or still life photography. I used to really like composite photos as well. So that's something I really want to do a bit more. And when I say composite, I don't mean like very fake, like replacing skies, but you know, floating objects. Like I took a photo a while ago, you may remember if you follow my me on Flickr or whatever, of a floating pocket watch. Like I want to do that kind of stuff. Not like, I technically I wouldn't even be replacing, it's just removing. So I wouldn't be say adding in fake skies, adding in this kind of stuff. Just get a bit more creative with my photography and not just like very plain. Like I used to really be into the editing side of it, but I don't know what period I got out of the editing and I got more into that. And lighting as well, I need to improve from that because I need a new profile picture. 2023 is coming up. It's the perfect time to take a new profile photo, especially over Christmas time. And I've been wanting a new WWE themed profile photo. So I have to figure out how I'm going to do that. I really wanted to buy two replica belts so I could hold two belts up to look like Roman Reigns or something, Tribal Chief holding up two world titles, but my wife is never going to buy. I keep asking. She asks me, what do you want for birthday? What do you want for Christmas? I tell her I want this replica belt in one ear, out the other. Always ignores it. She asks, what else? I want to chase you. You know, it's like a wrestling thing. I want to chase you shirt. Ignores it. So yeah, I'm, if I'm going to get this stuff, I'm going to have to buy it myself. 
Otherwise, my last one is I want to write more reviews. So I'll do more reviews and I want to make them shorter because I make them too long and I, you know, turn some people away with how much I write, you know, a few thousand words. Last review, I honestly tried to keep it under a thousand. It still blew up to like 2000 words. I really want to do a review of the A7 Mark IV, the 35GM and the Fuji 33mm. I'd also love to do the 16-35G lens, the 85mm art. There's a whole bunch of lenses. And with these reviews, once again, I want to tell a story. I don't want it to be sharpness, bokeh, autofocus, build. I want to like tell a story like with my last most recent review. I want it to be like what this, you know, why I got this lens, you know, what gaps it fills and what it does for me and why, you know, I enjoy using it all, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't want to just simply do full technical. I want to focus more on, it is kind of technical in a way, on what it does, how it fills in, what it, you know, how it helps me, that kind of stuff, but not in the very traditional format of a review of, you know, those, you know, very typical topics. Otherwise, that's it pretty much. I'm trying to keep the goals very simple so they're more achievable. Otherwise, that's pretty much it for the, my last episode of 2022. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you continue to listen in the new year when I do return on the 17th, I believe, of January. Make sure you enjoy your holiday break, regardless of what you celebrate or don't celebrate. Enjoy the time off or working or doing whatever. Make sure to reach out on social media if you want to ever want to chat, that kind of stuff. Always open to talk about photography or wrestling or anything. If you want to hear more episodes, please make sure to subscribe and maybe even leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Or I don't even know if you can review on Spotify. If you can, please review. Otherwise, if you want to listen to more episodes, you can head to thephotographyenthusiast.com. All the links are in the show notes. If you want to see my actual work when I do upload it and do take photos, that's at photosbydlwe.com. I am photosbydlwe on Twitter, Reddit, and Flickr. It's a bit different. So, you know, I've had that account for ages, but you can find all the links in the show notes. So once again, thank you very much for listening. If you celebrate, have a happy holidays, have a happy new year, and we'll Keep safe and we'll talk to you all or listen. You can listen to me again in the new year. Thank you very much. See you.